Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name's Moshe. I can't believe this is the year we can't get massages. Like, it's been like a year and a half. Oh, you like mean the, the most stressful? The most massage ne- necessary <laughs> year in it, recorded history? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I just feel like my neck is tense. I can't, I'm like constantly like giving myself like a, like a, a massage on, on my cranium, uh-huh. you know, my shoulders are really tense. Do you often call your head your cranium? Is that something that you... What's the base of, like, the base of my neck, like that, or the base of my head? Isn't your cranium the whole skull? I don't know, but I, I just know that I need a massage. Well, like, unfortunately, there's no one in your life right now that can offer you that service. You don't have anybody nearby that could... Most, you are not a good massage person. You all Why? immediately start saying your thumbs hurt. <laughs> It's the worst. Well, this is why my plan needs to get enacted. What's your plan? It's a database of everybody who's gotten the vaccine, right? And then you start hitting them up kind of a la TaskRabbit for things that <laughs> you need that, that you can't get from a non-vaccinated person. Okay. Like you write to a senior or somebody with a compromised immune system who's gotten their second dose of the vaccine. And you say, hey, I know you're not a massage therapist, but could I pay you $100 to just rub my body for an hour as best you can? I'm hey. not having a senior rub my body or do my errands. Hey, listen, I know that you were recently in a nursing home, but maybe because you've been lonely the last few years since your family uh, incarcerated you in that home, maybe you'd like to come by my house and give me your best haircut. You know, just kind of snip at the hair. I'm not worried about it. All right. Well, we're in the woods and... We're having a good time. I wouldn't call it a good time. Well, you're in the woods. I Well, I'm back, but I just got back from a big trip, actually. What's your trip? Oh, I went to um to DC last week. <laughs> you did not. I was in DC for the Stop the Steal rally. Shut up. And That's things not got even a little funny. Things did get a little out of control, I will admit. And but I saw some I saw some of the inner sanctums of how our democracy works. Okay, Moshe's kidding. Um but I'm not kidding when I say that Moshe truly you pretty much were here we're potted with another family, Jeremy's family. You you mansplained to the ten year old girls kind of all day long. What do you mean I mansplained? You're like always. It's tell- called, uh, honey. It's called adult adult splaining, aka I'm an adult. You have to explain to a child that's they don't know anything. Well, I'm glad we're, that we only have one kid because it feels like you just are constantly like telling them. Don't make a mess. Like, I think kids sometimes just need to, like, do their thing. Don't make a mess. That's the thing you're critiquing me for telling a child. Don't make a mess in my cabin. Well, you were just, like, telling them how to to make their cake. I mean, the cake's obviously going to be bad. Just let them, like, do their thing for an hour. Why why micromanage how much honey or flour they're going to put into a cake that's going to be inedible? forgot to put sugar in the cake. Even if she put sugar, it would still taste like fucking... But yeah, you're right, honey. I'm sorry. Who cares? No, you're right. You 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 know what's up when it comes to child psychology. Like for example, today where you when you told the exact same girl that uh, what was it? Um, her singing voice was off and she needed to take some lessons to get her pitch under control. I said she didn't have good and then, pitch. And she said she had bad pitch. And then she, I swear to God, 
N- Natasha started singing show tunes to show her what good sounding singing <laughs> sounded like. Well, the- I've got plenty of nothing, <laughs> and nothing's got plenty of me. There's no business. Like- I was singing was like, that. She was well, like making eye contact with the girl while she did it. Like- but here's the thing, I just think that. They they kids start to drive you to those places. I remember oh. my mom oh, being so sympathy for you. I remember my mom being driven to like crazy places of like just breakdown. I believe the line was, "Oh, actually, no. I have a good voice. I've been professionally paid to sing." Well, that's because they're like, "Can I sing you a song? Can I sing you a song?" I'm like, "No, not right now. Can I sing you a song? Can I sing you a song? Okay, I'm gonna sing the song." And then and I already told her to not sing it to me. Worst, I was doing here's something. Here's the worst else. part. I gotta check to make sure these kids aren't. A- just got to make sure these kids aren't around. The worst part of it all is is Natasha's in there, and she's like, work on your pitch, babe. This is showbiz. <laughs> Come back when you can hit a note. She's smoking a more cigarette and having a martini. <laughs> and, and then she goes, and then the kid gets upset after you left. Natasha From ba- me? Natasha bailed. The kid gets upset. She's like, they told me... <laughs> She's like, they told me my singing voice was terrible. I didn't and, say terrible. And I, I said that. I said, now now you're not telling the truth there. No one said your singing voice was terrible. And um, and then she, I was trying to actually save you and not throw you under the bus. I was like, all I said was, because the kid was doing this thing after Natasha crushed her dreams, um, where she was, she, she was like, she put the kid, I don't know if all kids do this, but she put her headphones on and put on YouTube songs and was like singing, like rapping LMFAO style, like adolescent rap, like about zombies while making like hardcore eye contact with me. Like hoping that I'd be like, great, that's great, great job. I mean, for like twenty minutes, it was so loud. I was like, you, you gotta go. Like, you gotta go. That's what I mean. They, they push you to a place where you're like, stop it, you suck. <laughs> like- There's no business like show business. <laughs> they push you to a place where you start belting out, uh, "Hello, Dolly." <clears throat> but anyway, then, then. Then I they was, don't I, suck, but I'm just saying, I, I like, kicked, so I kicked her out of the I house. I have high standards. I kicked her out of the house because we've seen, we said, honey, we've seen Broadway. Okay. You got to go. But she finally, I was like, you can't just sit and take us hostage by singing karaoke into your, in, uh, with headphones on for an hour. If you want to sing, go to the other, go to the other, there's an RV, uh, like a trailer here. So like, go to the RV. She gets all upset. She starts saying, they said my voice stinks. And I said, look, we didn't say that, which we didn't. We did not say that. And then she looks me in the eyes. I know her. And she goes outside and talks to her mom for a while. She looks me. Her mom comes back in and goes, okay, ask him. She looks me in the eyes and she goes, Moshe, what do you think of my singing voice? Which is 100% Natasha's fault. The second I heard that, I just shut the door and came in the trailer. Because now I'm like, now I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of on the spot here, you know? And you have a lot of opinions. I mean... It's got to be hard for you to like hold, put the safety latch on your tongue. Oh, me? Yeah, this conversation didn't go the way you <laughs> wanted it to, and you're trying to get it back on me. Uh, so, what did you say? I said, I stammered for a while. I was like, do you know that thing you do where you start asking questions while you formulate a thought? Mm. You know, it's like, what, what do I, what do I think? What do I think of your, what do I, I what do I, what do I think of your singing? I said, I don't have any, I couldn't muster more than, I don't have any feelings about your singing voice. That's good. Is it good? Well, I would have been like, well, I, you know, I just said that you need to work on your pitch. And like, I don't even really understand what pitch is. <laughs> so like, I don't want to get into like well, a you, big conversation you didn't about know pitch. know what you meant 
when you gave her the advice? It just sounded like an easy thing to say that was like not that nice. That's true. Uh, anyway, I said I, I don't have any I don't have any I don't have any feelings on your singing voice. I never mentioned your singing voice. All I said was that you can't do karaoke to uh to Bruno Mars songs for an hour. <laughs> well, here's the thing that we're learning that I'm learning. I grew up with three kids. My f- my whole life was very chaotic with the kids. Like it was always like this one was bad. I'm in charge. There's no parent around. I got to like clean or you know, then I'm in trouble myself. And it's just like everything was so chaotic. I never wanted to have kids. I love our small family. I love just having one little angel. I love like, you know, if I want to be quiet, I'm like, okay, let's put on a little show for you and she can do something and I can do something. There's not like, but some people really like that. Some people really like to have a constant. The organized chaos of a Chaos yeah. of a family and like, I want to do this. I want to do this. Give me that. Ah! I was like that. And then, and then add on There's top no of that. business. Terrible music. Like I'm not listening to Bruno Mars or every day they ask me to put on the same Justin Timberlake song or they're like, can you put, I'll like be putting on like Charles Mingus and they're like, can you play happy? You'll love it. I go, I already know that song. I don't love it. I don't want to listen to that song. I'm trying to list, have you actually have better taste and listen to a good song. And they're like, this sounds, and then we we're playing Neil Young today. They're like, this sounds like the 80s. But then it's like, Neil Young is, I, 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 it's, it's so hard to imagine that Bruno Mars is better than Neil Young. In your, in your mind, you mean? Because he's not. Well, I just can't, I, I can't really get into a conversation with a nine-year-old about it. Like, well, I, I don't know. Was, like, I feel I like my say, kid's two and I just play Neil Young for her and she doesn't know about Bruno Mars. I will say that it was weird when you started trying to break down the musicology uh, and and the rhythmic timbre of Charles Mingus <laughs> uh, with the nine-year-old. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I'm like, you mentioned this Charles Mingus thing. I'm like, I've never heard you play Charles Mingus in... Ever? No, I'm just saying like jazz or like we're trying to play like no, I'm joking. different yeah, I know. things for them. You know, we did like... play Coltrane the other day, and we were trying to play uh, Nina Simone, and we were trying to play uh, what else? We played some Neil Young. And Do you know Neville Happy? Brothers. It is very funny to be like. Do you? Oh, sorry. That's my that's my alarm to check for ticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time here in the woods. Oh no, Natasha came down the other day in the middle of the night. She'd already gone to bed. I start getting all these um, text messages about ticks, and then she comes from down, me <laughs> from Natasha. She's already been. She's already asleep. She comes downstairs and she's like, "I don't think this. I don't think I can do this. The ticks. I just am not meant for the outdoors." And I was like, "Well, we can go home, but I just want you to know that we had this very same conversation six months ago in this same house at." the same exact thing but it was a mountain lion you were like we have to go because of the mountain lion we have to go because of the ticks well what's crazy to me that a mountain lion is so scary but somehow a tick is even scarier they come in the season we saw one in the rv that we're sitting in right now we might be getting infected with lyme's disease as we speak and then the people were staying lyme disease or limes i don't know but it seems really bad and the people we're staying with are just like yeah just check for ticks every night so, like, I'm trying to remember to do that, but you know how things go. Like, how can, and a tick is so tiny, and those, the tiny ones, which is the ones we have, are the ones that carry Lyme, Lyme's disease. Lyme, is it Lyme? Disease? I don't, it, no, of Lyme's Lyme. disease. Lyme's disease. And they said they love to get into your hair. I mean, I've got like a bunch of dark hair. How am I ever going to find a centimeter, big, centimeter tall spider in my head? Like, 
It I, just feels impossible to keep track of it all. Like it, I have bad news for you too about the ticks. And this is I know this is going to seem like a joke, but it honestly it really isn't. Apparently, if they're very attracted to people who've been paid professionally to sing. Anybody that has professional singing background at all, that's why those kids sing like that. They're trying to ward off ticks. Okay, I want everyone right now to um, download Neil Young, Harvest Moon. Listen to that. And, are then, we, are and we, then put on... Are we edifying our audience? Size Gangnam Style. Listen, this all great... I know, just like, I can't I can't deal with children and their bad taste. I mean, you know what they play here, Too I would say, kids. all the time? I do actually really love the kids, and I love having my child play with them. And I love, you know, talking to them. And I love when Moshe starts arguing with the 10-year-old about how much flour goes into a I'm not arguing. patty cake. I'm, it's I'm like not, a fake cake. I'm not arguing. I was trying to help them cook a good cake. I said, hey, you might want to put sugar in your cake. How'd hey, that cake taste to you when once they put the sugar in? I, listen, the cake, I mean, the cake definitely has some issues. <laughs> um, you ever see Hell's Kitchen? where um, he takes a bite of one of the dishes and then has to spit it out because he's so offended by it. That's what happened to me when I tasted this cake. I mean, imagine what it would have been like if I hadn't been involved. Um, Natasha, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, you think I'm mansplaining? I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I it's a lot to deal with to all of a sudden be living in a family with three extra children all day long. And they do this this thing. Do all kids do this? They do this thing where they 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 monologue. And I was like, um, "Well, they're so excited to like talk to us to talk." And I said to one of them the other day, "I go, you know, you know how you know a conversation is good is when you say something, then you stop, and then the person you're talking to says something back. It's not when you talk and talk and talk, and the person just sits there and has to listen." But it's so easy to say that to someone else's kid. But would you say that to your darling child? Fuck yes, I would. I wouldn't. If our child was talking, monologuing at I'd us, probably think it was fascinating. Hell no. Although I will say tonight, she um, kids are diabolical. You think our kid's a you think our kid's an angel? Tonight, our kid was spitting on the other kid's face. They were like spitting in each other's face, which is like big time no no for me. Like any spit related stuff, I'm not into. So I took her upstairs to give her like a little like one-on-one time out our kid and i was just like you cannot spit you cannot spit inside the house and she started turning on the charm she's like can you spit in the hot tub and i was like no you can't she goes can you spit in a blanket I go, and it's like it's clearly a, a ploy it's a ploy because i was being charmed by it you know it's like a ploy to make me like get off the topic so she's gonna like double down on like inane cuteness and i'm just going to be like just come on yo chip off the old block just try your best and walk away but that's not what happened i said listen you motherfucker you keep spitting you stop eating and i think she got the message Mocha's kidding of course and you know we're having a great time it's just i i guess my point is i never wanted a family more than like one person or I, maybe two. So that's why it's like, it's. All, but I think that like some people, that, that was their dream their whole life. So when people are like, you know, my dentist was like, one kid, that's not even a family. I'm like, what? That's, that's my, that's all I ever wanted. Like, I do think that people think unless, or, or people just dream about having 
a lot of kids and yeah. I think it's unnecessary. Well, it's not unnecessary for others. It's not right for us. That's and I think true. We are grateful to now be fully aware of the fact that our teeny tiny little family is the perfect size for us but here's what i love about it that a blessing that is a blessing but also here's the thing she's a she's a single child so like maybe it's such a blessing to be able to have another family to like pod with so she can know what it's like to be in a big family and have fun in a family, but then we can always go back to do our own thing. We can bounce back to Isolation City. Yeah. I'm the only one that matters, Los Angeles. I mean, look, that's why I welcome these ticks. More the merrier. More family. The more ticks friends. are a bit of an issue for me. More if anyone critters. has any tips on ticks. Now that would be I funny don't if really... we got inundated with emails. Well, it just seems like completely impossible to be like be dealing with covid separation everywhere you go and then also every night if this like minuscule spider thing gets into your skin if you don't check it it takes 24 hours for it to like dig deep into your skin and like i guess you get lyme's disease and what does that even mean it always seems like such like the, the, an illness that lasts your whole life no, that like crumbles your life no lime no 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 that's no. lime no we don't want to really get into this topic but there is a difference between Lyme disease or Lyme's disease. I do not know the the kind of the classic illness that uh, people talk about when they talk about tick related. Uh, you got bit by a tick. You got Lyme disease that you can treat. And there's a I'm not going to say another disease, but there is a there is a controversial idea that there's also something called chronic Lyme. And is that from Lyme's disease from the yes. ticks? That, well, that that's scary. Well, that there's something called chronic Lyme that, that despite the fact that you can treat Lyme disease, uh, chronic Lyme stays with you for years, months, decades, and is just incurable and has a sort of cascading effect of symptoms that, uh, that, that you know, run the gamut from pain to nausea to, to seizure to hair loss to everything. And that is a whole other topic. So every night we're here, no matter what, I have to remember in the evening to check my daughter's full body and her entire scalp all around her hair for like a one centimeter little spite like spider bug that could have like latched into her head. Well, that that is something that I don't feel up for. Then let's go home. Let's go catch COVID. <sighs> all right. Well, let's take a call instead. Let's see what these people are doing. Okay, now we are going to call Adeline in Pattersonville, New York. Hello? Adeline? Am I there? Yeah, we don't see video of you. Is that on purpose? No, that's not on purpose. Hang on. Oh, there Can you, you are. Hi, Hi, Adeline. How's Hi, it going? How are you? Good. Good, I'm nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. We're in, <laughs> we're in, we're in a trailer right now. I know, I'm kind of jealous. Come join us. What's Pattersonville like? <laughs> Honestly, Pattersonville feels like it has one too many syllables in it. Doesn't it feel like it should have just been... Patterson? Yeah, Patterson or Patterville. I didn't need the Pattersonville. Yeah, I get that. There's a there's a nice, like, um, I don't know, it's some kind of, like, Pattersonville camp. I didn't go there, but it's like a, that's, like, the best thing they have. Oh, the best thing in town is a kid's camp? How close are you to a New York City? Camp. That's that's all I ever care about when someone says they live in New York. Uh, about three hours. Okay, okay, that's respectable. 
<laughs> what do you, you mean? You can't. Not bad. I'm just saying, like, if she wants to, like, go to the Met and, like, you know, do something civilized, she's like a train. Is there a train? There's a train in Schenectady. He would go to Schenectady or Albany to get the train. Yeah. Oh, Albany. I don't like that place. Um, Let me ask you this, Adeline. When's the last time you bopped into Schenectady and took the train in <laughs> to the Met for an afternoon? Um, I actually did it for my birthday. Well, I took the train from Albany, not Schenectady, but I did it for my birthday, not last year because of COVID, but the year before that. I didn't go to the Met, but I went to New York City. Okay. All right. I mean, to be... To be that close to not just a great city, but the greatest city in the world? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I can't wait to go back if we ever get to go back. Unfortunately, we're here to tell you that things are never going to change. Right. The, the vaccines actually uh, lie, we've heard. Well, <laughs> as soon as Biden is inaugurated, we're all going to figure out that the, vi- that the whole virus thing was just a, a long-term scam to get him in. So that could be good. Okay, what's going on? Adeline, talk to us. All right. Are you wearing a kimono? So, I am wearing a kimono. I'm at a crossroads between if I want to buy an RV and live in it full time and travel and like live that life or buy a house with a little bit of land, not like too much, and try to like live off the land and grow like as much as my own food as I can and maybe have like chickens and you know, but I have no experience in either of them. And you have a husband? And my boyfriend and I, not a husband, but I have a boyfriend. We have a one-year-old daughter. Wait, and, wait, wait. Stop there. Um, stop right there. Stop right there, Adeline. You aren't married and have a daughter? Okay, let's, you need advice on a different topic. And that's where how to find Christ in your life. <laughs> okay, so you guys have a one-year-old. Okay, that changes, that changes the decision. Okay. Yeah, for sure. If we didn't have her, I think we, I would, I think I would have already been like, honey, I bought an RV and this is what we're going to go do. But with, uh, you know, with her, it's a little bit of a different decision. And I'm more of like, let's have a rough plan and we'll figure it as a, out as we go. And he's more of like, you got to have a solid plan and like everything's got to be set in stone. And you're thinking of selling or taking your money that you have and just kind of traveling around? Right now, we live with my parents to save money, which was originally to buy a house. But with COVID, it made me really want to, like, kind of get an RV and, like, figure out, like, just, like, not be tied down anywhere and just be able to explore. I feel like I know what you should do already. Uh, I'm I'm very curious. I have some questions, but I want to know what Natasha thinks. Well, not to jump the gun, but I do think that, like, until September... I just think that the world's going to be kind of like really lame and the same as it is now. Like, I just feel like we have a another like long stretch of time and you're living at your parents' house. Like, why don't you get an RV? And is he handy enough to like break, fix things if it breaks down? 100% it's not. <laughs> oh. You know, Adeline, you didn't need to say it like that. <laughs> You know, on behalf well, of maybe it, you need to get a newer no, one, a newer boyfriend, somebody that can change the oil. Well, I just you, think like if you're if your choice right now is to like with a one year old who's not really even a toddler yet, it's still pretty easy to like kind of move around with them. Right. And you have all this time stretched in front of you. You're staying at your parents house like that would drive me crazy. I just feel like just go now and then you can like, you know, then come the holidays next year. Things might start to get normal again. Maybe you can. Maybe you can keep your RV. Maybe you'll have to sell it. Like, also keep that in mind when you buy it. This is something I want to buy, but I want to be able to, like, resell it, too, if I have to. Okay, I yeah. The, I actually, there's some very deep wisdom to what Natasha's saying. Like, if, if, if you're 
unsure whether to ground yourself or whether to float, now is the time to figure out if floating is the right life for you. Yeah, because see how it goes n- till November. Because we're all a bit unmoored right now. But wait, but I actually have some more practical questions. What do you do for work? So we both work. So that's what's the hardest part about it is we both work for local companies. So he works for a locally owned um, restaurant and pizza shop that he's actually been working. It's his first and only job. He's been there for, I think, 15 years. And I work for a locally owned consignment shop and we both love our jobs. And you do it from home on on the computer? Oh, you you must no, work. We at, both go. You must we work at Pattersonville's work. Kimonos, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know that place. That's a great place. B- best place to one of the best place to places to buy a kimono in Pattersonville, New York. Wait, you guys go into your jobs, but you're thinking of getting an RV. Th- your jobs that you love, and you want to get an RV yeah. and leave. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I'm like, how how are you going to pay the the your pay for your life if you are in an RV traveling like a bohemian? So that's the logistics that like he's like we have to figure out, which I've kind of roughly figured out. So there's like a program called I think it's called Woofy or Woofs or something like that, where you can like work on farms and you're able to stay there for free and get paid. And I've looked into I would I could easily get like a customer service job that I could work from the computer, but I don't want to do that unless I know we're definitely taking off. Ad- Adeline, these are not logistics. You're going to get raped. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Natasha. She's going to go to random farms, this hot chick, and just be like, I'm here to work for my money, for my dinner. What you don't see is that underneath that kimono, she's got a samurai. So it's not a kimono. It's a samurai <laughs> outfit. She can take care I of herself. I don't trust, like, it, it, the way the world is right now for you for the next seven months, just, like, going to people's farms. I like, trust that. But I'm more of a, I'm less of a warrior than you are. I, I have become, like, a huge warrior, and I, I'm very ashamed of that. Well, you'll be, she'd be with her boyfriend, too, her useless pizza-delivering boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I think what you're calling logistics is not the 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 details that's whether or not this is even at all a reasonable plan you have to be able to support yourself and your child pay for it do you have health care yeah so you guys have health insurance that's i mean just saying like you god forbid your kid could get sick or like some things happen when you're traveling around and you have to have a plan so you're saying you your plan is yeah well so my 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 rough plan was like because my parents where we're staying right now my parents have five acres so like my rough plan was to get the rv and i would probably get like a customer i would get like a customer service job that i would work from home that i could do from the rv and then he would do like the wolfy stuff where we could stay for free and kind of like that's how we would figure out our locations and but my thought was the first year we would kind of like stay on my parents' property and go more so local so we could figure out the ins and outs of the RV before we just like take, and my dad is very handy. So if we stayed within like a couple hours that he could teach him the mechanics and then we would like take off. I mean, just so you know, Moshe and I are like in an RV right now. We're kind of like using it as our, as our private space. You know, so we don't have to like hang out with everybody else. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look no, but I'm just. Saying. <laughs> I mean, it's good. This is the this is the highlight. But I'm just saying, it's like it is. It could be a haven. Like if you kind of tell people the kind of RV you got, Mosh. I really like this kind because it has like a huge kick at space. 
You know, you can kind of just like be well, hanging it's out. I mean, most people want. And then wants- also, <laughs> you can drive it so you don't have to tow it. And you could actually have it in your parents' yard and like build a deck off of it if like, you wanted to. I feel and- like most people want something bigger than what we're in right now. I have a really small one. Uh, I have a tick size, tick sized RV. But um, oh, there are ticks in here. I forgot about that. Adeline, the other plan you're saying is to buy a farm, but you don't know anything about farming. Is that right? Correct. Well, I grew cucumbers last summer, and I grew tomatoes last summer. You could do a cucumber, a cucumber tomato farm. She's interested. You're interested, though. Yeah. Hey, is- I've tried to, I've tried to grow both of those, and have completely failed yeah just do it so if you really did that that's kind of cool do an israeli salad farm that's all you need um so you so your part of your plan is to hit the road and learn how to farm in this wolfie app and you'll (laughs) learn what you need by the time you come back to pattersonville to settle down in the life of a farmer yeah well okay all right so you okay I have my my thoughts now. I mean, I think your plan sounds irresponsible. <laughs> the RV thing. Why? She's she's living at her parents' no, house. No, well, let me let me finish my okay. thoughts here. I think your plan sounds irresponsible. Um, and although I do like the idea that you're going to buy an RV, but then stay in your parents' front yard, it's kind of like um, camping when you're a little kid. You want to go camping, but you don't know how to camp, so you go put a tent in their yeah. front yard. It's like a seventy-five thousand dollar version of that. But then eventually you'll hit the road, you'll have a, an adventure, you'll learn how to, to farm, and then you'll come back and you'll finally settle down and, and somehow make enough money to, to buy a house. Is that kind of the, the fantasy? Yeah, I guess. Or just keep traveling. I just feel like, we ha- like we've never really traveled much, and I feel like it, I just want to see as much as I can and like at like and go to i'm an elks member so you can stay at like the elks for free like you can park there overnight not that that's like the best thing but it's kind of like a way that you can stay for free and travel around the country uh first of all i want to say i knew you were a fellow elk uh (laughs) a hearty hearty elks horn to you um i knew it at the minute you came up on the on the screen okay this is what i was going to say i think your plan is irresponsible but uh how old are you 30 30 not as young as I wanted you to be, but well, because you could be nineteen. I mean, it's you're very you have one of those you know faces where you could be nineteen or you could be thirty. No one, no one really knows. Um, yeah. But that said, I think a lot of people waste their lives away trying to uh, enact plans that are responsible and ultimately unfulfilling, and people end up having like a conveyor belt life. Where it's like, you know, I am born, I go to school, I go to college, I find a mate, I marry mate, I find a job, I have a kid, kid, I get old, I die. And it's like, I just think like if you're if your heart is calling you to like hit the road, it's not a terribly responsible idea. But especially because it's got this component of I'm going to learn how to farm that will eventually set me up for an actual responsible life. You know, if you really do that thing where you go to work. Well, it's not so much the the woofy wasn't so much how learning how to farm it was just like in the researching of like how do you live this like full-time rv lifestyle i stumbled upon that and that's a way to like versus having to pay for campgrounds and that can get expensive having to constantly pay that was a way to kind of you get paid and stay for free 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you found a hustle, but what I'm saying is maybe you've missed out on the fact that your <laughs> that your dichotomous choice was I want to do this adventure or should I get a farm? And the truth is, I don't really know how to farm, and I don't know how to RV like I don't know how to do this RV lifestyle thing. Here's the thing about the RV lifestyle: I clean this thing like every day, and it's still like looks like borderline insane at all moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that. That's just like. Yeah. You know, if you're down, hold on, if you're down for that, you know, but you don't really know if you are yet. And the other thing I have to say that I realized when you were saying this, it's probably kind of controversial is that. Is that the uh, COVID-19 vaccine is actually a cyber chip from Bill Gates. No, it's that, you know, one of the reasons that I waited till I was in my 40s to have a kid is because I wanted to be able to like travel really light because that was like really important to me to like not have any responsibility. So it's like you have a one year old. So you just have to. But like everyone's different. Like, I don't think I would be able to be on the road with a one year old and like be able but maybe one maybe a toddler would be way harder. One might be the perfect age, you know, but I just feel then I see the mom that we're potted with right now and she's got three kids and she loves the chaos and it's like she's like kind of trusting in a way that I'm like more fearful and the outdoors is a scary place and you're you know stopping in these like strange places every night and then you're expected to work and then who's watching your baby and you know there's just a lot involved so if you think that you can handle that and you're that type of person I'm not but if you are, you know it and you're like an earth mother and you should do it because now is a terrible time to be living with your parents. Well, that's what I was trying to say is so many people have this life where they make the right decision, but it's an ultimately unfulfilling decision that just like Natasha said, moving into an RV full time with your with your boyfriend and baby would be is going to be so fucking difficult. You're going to be straight up impoverished like you're going to be broke as fuck and struggling but you're also gonna have like adventures and you're gonna have time with your kid that's gonna be like super fulfilling and you never ever ever would have had that kind of time if you were in the workforce you're gonna have like like this hyper connectivity to this kid you know and eventually you're gonna you're going to um you know, realize that the adventure runs out and you're going to start drinking too heavily and you're going to start having health problems and you're going to probably end up taking the RV back to your parents' farm. But then her parents will die and she'll get the five acres. No, at that point you'll be written out of the will because of some of the decisions you made while on the road. And so at right before they do die, they'll tell you they want you to move out and you say, but you're dying. I'm here to care for you. And they'll say, we actually would prefer to pay a full-time hospice stranger to come in than have you in our home any longer. But anyway, that's years away um and and i kind of feel like like natasha said if you feel like you can handle the hard part and it will be super hard obviously i was joking about all the other stuff but it'll be super hard but if you feel like you can do it i just sort of feel like why not listen to what your heart is telling you about having an adventure the good news about buying a used rv don't buy new Buying a used RV that's mechanically sound. Don't buy an m- RV that will break down on and you. And Moshe, when he says RV, he means something that has the the uh, driving thing connected to the whole thing. It's not like a a trailer. Trailer, yeah. But everybody, yeah, I think the, not yeah. everybody it's knows. Not, yeah. That. yeah. Well, anyway, make sure you get something that will not break down on you. Like you can't. That cannot be your life. It's like calling AAA with no job. Uh, that that just is because there's a there's a there's no app. I did that for five years. Yeah, there's no app for that. They don't have an app where you can uh, clean up the grease at a mechanic shop and they'll fix your RV. You you have to fuck the mechanic. Um, so 
if you can do it, if you can get an RV that won't break down on you, and you can find a way to make make ends meet, and you can go have an adventure, I sort of feel like why not have an exciting life? Even if it's a failure, it'll be a success. Oh, and what I was going to say is, and the right RV, if you shop correctly, especially if you get something like what I got, which is a Class B, one of these small ones, although that'll drive you more crazy, but something... Makes just my point is forget the classification of the RV. You can sell the RV for what you bought it for. This could be a spectacular failure, and as long as your engine hasn't melted down in a year, you could say, "Wow, I'm fucking stupid." Moshe, you already did that once. Yeah, you could just be like, "What an idiot I was! I should never have done that." I'll sell it and I'll move back in with my parents, and you'll be exactly in the same position you were in when you made this fateful but call. Richer because they have experiences. Rich with experience. You're not like fighting with your mom over. Yeah that tile she put in the backsplash well, well and now's the time too if you're gonna do it you gotta do it now because eventually your kid is going to be of elementary school age in like what six years your kid's gonna be in elementary school age and you're gonna have to make a decision like am I going to send my child to I have to either send my child to school or become one of those weird homeschool moms which you probably are gonna end up being already I am gonna be a weird homeschool mom we've already decided that. well so alright so there you go you're built for RV and get, get on the road so do you recommend pulling a car so that when you do want to go out adventures, when you're like out in the RV life, that you can take a car and go to like different locations and you don't have to like pack up the whole house? I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head of what's wrong with the RV world. Nothing's perfect. So it's like you get to your cool little spot and then it's like, OK, now we're going to go somewhere. Now let's pat batten everything up and then go somewhere like that sucks. Ideally, you'd have like some kind of moped, but, you know, we don't live in. Europe and yeah, you could strap your one-year-old to a moped. And <laughs> oh, go, right, and that's the problem RVs. with the one-year-old. And but then Moshe, the whole reason we have this RV is because there wasn't a spot for the kid, the the baby seat, because people said that if we got into an accident, this whole area would just separate from the front. So, like, we don't want to put the baby in the back where we're sitting. So anyway, you know, it's like it's it's nothing's ideal. Well, you're turn you're tuned into the endless RV talk podcast. <laughs> okay, a- that's all the RV talk. I think that we gave you all of our wisdom, and I really hope that you do it. And you know, take the next year off. Yeah. In yeah. a safe way, you know, like I think there's going to be. I feel like there's less expected of us right now. And this is like a really fun opportunity to kind of like <laughs> check out a little bit, you know, because there's so much happening in the world and everyone's trying to get vaccinated. And we also all have to socially distance right now. And there's like potential chaos happening at every moment. So like, you know, just laying low. And if you want to go on like a nature, you know, and, and also so many beautiful places exist in America. And, you know, why not just if not now, when you'll never go anywhere. And this that's such a safe way to travel right now, because, um, you know, who wants to get on a plane? And we have a huge country. You ever see uh, and a beautiful country in every way. Every part of this country right now, especially, is kind of like, I would say, a perfect flower. <laughs> so let's get out there. Let's meet these people that we have not yet met. Right. Like last weekend, last week, last Wednesday, we got we saw a really cool smattering of people that you could encounter on the road. Like you might meet some of the very people that stormed the Capitol last week. And doesn't okay. that sound All fun? right. Well, anyway, <laughs> good luck. Keep us posted. Um, yeah. Keep let us know. And uh I say I think I always vote for the less responsible, more experiential choice in life because eventually you're just going to die. And I don't want to die only ever seeing Pattersonville. 
Amen. You're not going to be on your deathbed saying, I wish I'd sold more kimonos at Pattersonville's Kimonos. <laughs> You're going to say, why didn't I sign up to Woofy? Woofy.com, send my husband out to do the manual labor while I laze around in an RV answering phones. Yes. Yes. I like good, that idea. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Adeline. Bye. She's a hippie mama. Right. That's why it's hard for me to give advice to someone like that because I'm like I'm like an 80 year old woman who's who's lived on the Upper East Side her whole life in my soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like wanting to be very secure and safe. And you know what I mean? Like um, I'm, I'm always like ve- I'm it's very hard for me in terms of motherhood. It's very hard for me to go the hippie route. Like I'm more hippie in my life, in my artistic life than I am in my motherhood. My motherhood is like, I become like very like Jewish is the word you're looking for. I'm just trying to keep her safe. And it's like my main priority and my obsession. And it's exhausting. Well, I was about to tell her about this documentary. Maybe she'll listen to it when it comes out uh, called Maiden Voyage. Did you see that with me? Mm -hmm. I know. I would have never let my kid do that. Yeah. It's about this. The youngest girl ever to circumnavigate the globe in a sailboat by herself and she's like 16 or something and like she's Norwegian her and her parents were sailors her parents were were sailors and let her go and the Norwegian government like tried to get involved and not let her go because it was like she was child going abuse, alone going by herself and she they ended up winning and she uh, the case and she went she sailed around the world and on its face you would go like Jesus I would never let my kid do that but then on like when you think about it a little more you're like there's so many people on this earth there are billions of people on this earth and so many of them are living the same version version of life just like struggling to find meaning in their life and if you have the passion to have a great adventure and the the privilege and ability to be able to like think about affording it in some way even if it means barely affording it i just feel like life is so short and it's it's why would you not i feel lucky that my life has been filled with with so many cool adventures and I haven't had to go the bohemian route to find them. But that's why people become like listless hippies is because they're looking for, they're looking for the kind of experiences that will make their lives feel meaningful. And I don't mean to say that it's not possible to have a meaningful life without like wild adventures, but having wild adventures is a shortcut to having meaningful experiences. And I get what you're saying, but having wild adventures when you like have a toddler, like I don't, I don't really understand. It just feels like well, but the, you're you're no. you're much more limited. Aren't no, the you? wild adventure when when you have a toddler is a different kind of adventure. When you're young, it's about going to shows and taking drugs and partying and fucking everybody that you can and traveling the world without any money. I and mean, that's the kind of experiences that you have when you're young and trying to have you know these varied life experiences but when you're older and you have kids it becomes a little different you know of course it becomes about like this person going to a farm and working the land and spending time with their kid and you know uh traveling around and camping and seeing the beauty that the world has to offer spending time in nature like none of those are like wild rave days those are just but they're just not like i clock in i work eight hours i clock out i go home i watch tv i go to bed on the weekends i try to find an experience that is fun i'm not saying that having a job is the defining characteristic of of a meaningful life right that's why people have hobbies and that's why people have passions and why people have great love you know obviously 
most people don't have the privilege to be able to go, oh, I'm going to just like check out and go have adventures. Most people, especially if you're you're poor, which is how the, both of us grew up, you're like locked into this life experience where you're like, I have to, to do this stuff to survive. And I guess I'm saying like, if you don't, you can survive and not be locked into sort of wage slavery. Like, why not have a weird and offbeat life? I agree. I just think that it's really hard. Like, I was talking to a friend whose uh, husband has this, like, really beautiful place on a deserted island. And I was like, oh, off the coast of Georgia. And I was like, why don't you want to go there? It's so amazing there. And then she was like, well, I have a two-year-old. And what if there was, it's an island, you know, what if, what if he need? he's got an EpiPen? What if he needs a doctor? I could, and then I was like, wow, that is, I never thought of that. When I, when I stayed there with a friend on that really special place, it's called Little Cumberland off the coast of Georgia. I was like, this is so amazing. Why would anyone not want to go back? And then when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, I would probably now would be afraid to go there with my child. What if something went wrong and there's no doctor except on a ferry, you've got to leave the ferry twice a week to like get off the island you know and then all these other things then you're like traveling with a with a one-year-old and i don't know it just everything feels so hard and complicated no yeah right adventure is difficult and dangerous for sure and it's like when you have a baby and it's also but even not with a baby it's not for everybody i mean it's not i i'm not i've had a really cool fun life but it's never included like I don't have an address. I just go where the wind takes me. I'm like, you know, I've always had a job and I've always like worked and been able to have adventures within that framework. But like, and by the way, I've been, you know, I don't want it to sound elitist when I'm saying like some people are struggling to find meaning in their life. Like some of those people are very wealthy. Some of the people that are have zero uh, meaning in their life are people who who make 200, 300, $600,000 a year. I mean, those people have an easier version of the meaningless life than do people that are trapped at, you know, like a greeter position at Walmart and they have to go because that's the only way that their health care gets covered. I don't even know. Does Walmart cover health care? seems unlikely. You know what I'm saying? Starbucks does. Uh, but 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 and not trying to say also that the only way to having meaning is is fun. Like, you know, that's why people learn to meditate. That's why people get into religion. That's why people, you know, uh, get, that th- this, these are the things that that man wants meaning in a life that feels kind of sometimes like it lacks that meaning. And that's why, you know, we educate ourselves. That's why we, we find, you know, value in in relationships. Like it's kind of the human condition in a way. I think is like this kind of quest to find out if life has anything more than just waking up and going to bed. Um, luckily, I'm actually, I'm pretty happy and have been, I think, my whole life. I've never felt like a, a lack of meaning, but I do know that a lot of people feel that way. And I do feel like a shortcut to that. There's a million different shortcuts, but a shortcut to that is going and having experiences. So I always support that. My point was about the maiden voyage thing was like there's I might on the face of it you go I would never let my kid do that but then you think you know so many people take the choice the safe choice and if this is the the thing that you find meaning from even if it's something dangerous I kind of think like fuck it go for it I hear you um what should we do now I've lived my whole life is that right Mm -hmm. fuck it until I had a kid oh really yeah I was like oh I'll do whatever I want yeah I'll move wherever I want. I have. I always have like seven hundred dollars a month. I have to pay. 
you know, for rent, you know, you're traveling light. It's an easy way to, to, to have adventures. I'm just saying once you start having a family, it feels like it gets complicated. Um, do you want... I don't have to keep telling you that. I'm no, like, I mean, Moshe, I, really I want you to it. get a real job. <laughs> what do you mean? I... No, I know, I know. That just sounds like I'm like, no, I'm just really not happy with the bohemian lifestyle. Well, we don't have a bohemian lifestyle. I, I mean, always we are felt inside like... of a trailer <laughs> with Westphalia print cloth on the cushions. Moshe switched from um, got... chewing gum, Nicorette, to the uh, Pixatine toothpicks. I'm trying. I'm seeing if I can wean myself off the gum using toothpicks. He did the... try to kiss me the, uh, the other night with a toothpick in his mouth, and then he just like made it like into his whole mouth so he yeah, could still kiss me I with went his like lips. This. I kind of went oh. And I was like, no. Um, Unacceptable. Tosh, we're... Should we listen to some secrets? I mean, we should change the subject, I think. Okay, let's listen to We got secret. kind of like a, it glamored by I, by Adeline. And we just <laughs> talked to her for like 45 <laughs> minutes and started talking about the human condition. I don't know what happened. Should we do some secrets and call it a, a show? Or should we do another call? No, let's or? do some secrets. Okay, we're going to do some secrets. <laughs> this Pixatine is really strong. I don't find it that strong. I wish it was stronger. Maybe I should do two. They do taste better on like the third try. Hey, let's give it a whirl. Um, let's listen to some secrets. Hey, Moe, Tosh, big fan. Sitting here right now, driving, and that actually has to do with my secret. Um, we have a, my wife and I have a two-year-old, and uh, he just, he doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't nap, and it, it's a, uh, it's an issue with the relationship where you fight about it. It causes problems sometimes, you know, it's just a, a stressful thing. Um, one of the things I find that gets them to sleep actually is, you know, throw them in the car, put them in the car seat and bam, I can get like two hours of nap out of them. Um, and he's good for the rest of the day. Uh, anyway, the, the secret is that, um, my wife doesn't know that I do this basically every single day that I have them. Um, and if she knew, she would just flip the fuck out. She doesn't think the baby should take his naps in the car. So anyway, I'm catching up on all the Endless Honeymoon podcasts as I'm lying to my wife and putting my car, my son, in the back of my car just so he can take a nap. And it's a silly, stupid secret, but it's one I'm not going to tell. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Where does his wife think he's taking the kid? He's I like, oh. She, she's gone. She's gone. Yeah, and he's like. Probably she struggles, you know, I've noticed that, you know, you know, sometimes the the mom figure will often be like, I work and I make these sacrifices. And then the dad figure will be like, I find the easiest way to do things. And I just do that. But honestly, the mom figure in this scenario seems a little unreasonable because if a kid is sleeping for two hours in a car, who cares? And also, I think this guy is right. It's like if you've got a secret. She seems that, a little too uptight. That brings your life great joy and comfort and peace. And if you told your partner, they'd freak out. The thing to do, keep that secret. All right, let's hear another one. Hey, Moshe and Natasha. This is a secret that I would like to tell. So I am three years sober from drugs and alcohol. But this morning, something happened. Um, so I take herbal tinctures. Um, that are made with alcohol, grain alcohol, and 
you know, it's not usually a problem because it's such a small amount of, you know, alcohol in the tincture that I take that, you know, it's not like drinking alcohol. But this morning I was, I had made breakfast, made coffee, and was just kind of mindlessly um, preparing myself like a little tincture drink and, you know, ended up putting like way, way, way too much of uh, my ginger tincture um, into my glass. And when I drank it, I like, I could tell I was like, well, you know, it felt like taking like a shot of alcohol. Um, and I kind of like gagged and like, I felt like weird and lightheaded. So now I'm just like, am I not sober anymore? Like, I feel really like weird about it. And I don't want to tell anyone because <laughs> I feel very ashamed. Um, so I'm telling it here. I feel very weird. Okay. Thanks. I love you guys. Bye. All right. I know this one. Okay. What is I, it? I know what the, well, the tincture. Did she purposely do it? Right. That is the part. That's a great question. You hone in on the exact problem. It's the word mindlessly. I'm like, you what? <laughs> Would you were mindlessly mulling up a potion in your front? You know what Three I mean? Three years sober. It's just like, oh, I take daily tinctures, but you know, today I mindlessly put 19 times the amount that I usually do. Like, you know, there I was grinding up the eye of Newt, and I just, I put the whole Newt in. Um, but let's take her at her word, right? I, because only you, fair caller, can know whether or not you are being honest with this mindless thing. If we take you at your word that you drink these tinctures and they don't affect your sobriety, I guess that's probably a personal decision on taking a small amount of alcohol every day to take your, you know, um, homeopathic uh, almost definitely uh, meaningless um, tincture. Um, but uh, so take it a word. We used to have this idea in AA that in order to actually relapse, right, you needed to have two things. One is intent and one is actuali actualization, right? One of those two things is a... Wait, you need to have both of them or one? Both. You can't have So one. I understand what intent is. What's actualization? Oh, actually okay. doing Let's it. Let's say I intend to relapse, mm -hmm. right? I grab the bottle of vodka. I I I open it and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to drink." And I down the whole bottle and I realize, "Oh my god, that was water." I didn't relapse, obviously. But something's wrong. <laughs> you know? I'm in trouble. I need to I need to call someone and talk to them about it, but I definitely am still sober. And actualization, that's actualization, right? Uh, you have to actualize it. And you have to ha also have intent. So if I'm, at a, if I'm at a party, you know, one night, and, uh, you know, there's an hors d'oeuvre, there's a dessert tray, and there's pumpkin pie and brownies, and I take the brownie, and somebody's like, oh, my God, you ate the brownies? Those are hardcore weed brownies. Well, now I've got actualization, but no intent. Mm. So I am there. So it's better to have actualization. I don't know what's better. It's just if you if you care and people in AA tend to care a lot about like continuous sobriety, something that the longer I've been sober, the the more the less significant I feel like that is. Or it's not that it's insignificant. It is significant. It's just this obsession with how long you consecutively you've been sober seems to become like a kind of weird uh uh I would say arrogance or, I or get pri it though. pride mark. It's so easy to because relapsing is what it is. You know, it it's 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 not usually just one night. 
Right. And and so it's you should be very proud of yourself. And I'm very proud of you, you know, for being. I mean, that's really. But I've drank many times over the past. I've been sober for so fucking long. The idea that I wouldn't accidentally have picked up a glass with booze in it this whole time. It's absurd. I've drank many times. Uh, Every night I accidentally drink a bottle of vodka (laughs) right before I go to bed. And I don't have the intent. You know, so I'm good. No, but you know, I had, uh, I have, I've picked up glasses I thought were grape juice. They were wine on Shabbat meals. I've, you know, uh, I've taken, unfortunately, I've never done the part where I eat the weed brownie, which would actually be the awesome part. That would be the cool version. But then that might make you want to relapse. Yeah, maybe. But the version I do is like a sip of alcohol where I go, like, yike. And then that's it. I mean, it's like, hey, how about somebody slip me some fucking Molly? You know what I mean? Let me have a, a nice, you know, experience dancing to, you know, uh, prog- the sounds of progressive house for seven hours, you know? No. Instead, I'm just little like, ugh, that tastes disgusting. Uh-oh. Mm. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, if we're taking this woman at her word that it was uh, just some mindless mistake, then there's nothing to worry about. Tell everybody you want to. Oh, my God, I drank a little bit of alcohol today accidentally. And everybody will go like, yeah, it's happened to me, too. That's my point. And I guess my point is to ask all of the listeners of the Endless Honeymoon podcast to uh, attempt to dose me. <laughs> don't do that. Well, yeah, go ahead. Please and dose don't me. do that. If you do dose me, though, very low grade. I don't want to have a don't bad trip. Don't dose him. I, I like you sober. I'll, I would still be sober, is my point. It would just be these fucking animals <laughs> that listen to this podcast that sabotage me. Now you could never eat any bait good from a podcast listener. Or can I? Hey. You know what, guys? No. Okay, fine. I'll tell them. The t- I'll Mrs. T- Fields cookies. Do not send <laughs> okay. any more okay. samples. Okay, okay, guys. Uh, now that now that Natasha's given me uh, a, a look, I'll tell you this. D- uh, don't dose me. Okay. Okay, don't dose. All right, listen. I, Speaking of I dosing each other, uh, we have to put our kid to bed. Wait, should we listen to one more secret? That'll be three, and then we can wrap this bad boy up. Okay, okay one last secret. <laughs> Hi, guys. So... My secret is that sometimes I just wish that my boyfriend wouldn't talk to me during sex. (laughs) Like, sometimes he's really good at it, but other times he'll be like, oh, do you want my penis? (laughs) And something about that word just really throws me off. I don't like it. So sometimes I just wish he'd keep it quiet. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, he should repeat it to the boyfriend and be in the word that he likes. Like, yeah, I want your fucking cock. Or like, however he wants. He he doesn't like penis, That's so try to correct say. it. You always say, I want your fucking cock. You do. Do you know what we to mention that? You always say the same stuff to me every time. You're like, oh, yeah, give me that tiny little cock. That, <laughs> that thing is so small, it's like a tick that I found on me. That's what... Right. But that's I know that that doesn't represent how you feel about the size of it, that that's just the way you like. That's your dirty talk stuff. It's your go to. Right. Yeah. He's a little tick like thing, whatever that is. I can't even feel it, but I'll assume it's in. Well, it's really hard to do dirty talk when you're a comedian (laughs) because you want to like, you know, your your instinct is to make it funny. Really? Your instinct during sex is to no, make it funny? No, it's not. I'm just saying like oh, my instinct oh, is... What do you do for a living? Ah, something like that? No, I'm just saying it's, it's do a little challenging. Ah, oh, that's interesting. I That's very interesting. Interesting. Um, I thought that he said at first, I wish my boyfriend wouldn't touch me during sex. 
And oh, I, he I just doesn't like, like when he talks to talks him. Talks to him. You know, I think the secret here is to have a com- If it's only penis, then you can have a conversation outside of the bedroom of like, you know, sometimes we have dirty talk and you say penis. Can you say a different word? Another thing you could do is, that's true, but another thing you could do is just like, don't ever answer them. <laughs> And they'll just stop doing it. And then just like, fuck and have fun. That's very funny. The person's like, you like this, don't you? You want more of this? You like that big penis in you? Well, you could just like. Hello, are you okay? Like what your friend does with the Lyft driver. Like, you know, just like answer Dude, like if I was once. having sex with someone and I was having dirty talk and they stopped answering, I would check their pulse. All right. I like this idea though. No, it's funny. It's the funniest version of anything you could do. It's just like. No response. Um, you know what, honey? You want to hear some dirty talk from me? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is going to shock you. Okay. Okay? I'm about to talk real dirty to you. I love you. I love you too. 